Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 29. guys welcome appreciate you being here my name is chris i'm your host if you're new to this podcast feel free to go back to episode one and catch up that is of course if you want to otherwise welcome aboard so hope everybody's having a good day today um being safe out there if you're on the road um enjoying your time off if you're at home as always, I'm out here heading down the highway to uh, to go to my Illinois swap. Had a little bit of a, a holdup on Interstate 24. Got a right into some rain and everybody was going slow. Thankfully, that's behind me now. So I'm driving into clear skies and a little bit of a sunset. Of course, it's like 7.30 at night. So the sky is still lit up, but I'm all shaded over here. But it's up in the air right now. I'm probably going to hit a slowdown at the border of Illinois and Kentucky because they've been working on the bridge. So all week this week, I hit the bridge and it's like takes half an hour to get by because, you know, they're closing one lane, get working on one side of the bridge, and everybody car wise seems to fly by in the left side and wanting to get as far up as they can and then cut off, cut, cut off whoever they can cut off. So, eh, One of the perks of being a professional driver right here, we get to deal with all, all the dumbasses. <laughs> but there are some truckers that do it too, I'm sure. So, But anyway, today's topic, and again, I had to think about it for a while. I was like, all right, what, what, what do I want to talk about? Like, what should I, what should I cover today? And so it has to do with uh, has to do with when you're married or I guess you could just be in a relationship for a long time and one person wants more out of the relationship but the other person doesn't they just, you know, they're basically roommates so because um, I've got a couple friends that have those kind of those situations and so it's interesting it's an interesting topic so topic for today is being happy. So, being happy. So like I said, guys, the inspiration for this is kind of in regard, similar to, or I guess related to anybody that's like in a and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, even though I know there's probably long-term relationships that aren't married, that are probably, you'll probably have this situation, but I'm gonna go with married couples where they've been married for a long time and one person wants more, you know, let's call it intimacy or wants more action in the marriage and their spouse doesn't. Uh, this could be either one, it's not always the, I know it's not always the, the guy wanting more and the, the woman basically holding out, it's sometimes the, you know, the woman wanting more, the, the, the wife wanting more, 
husband basically not really being interested. And of course, this this could go towards other couples as well. It doesn't have to necessarily be man and woman. It could be you know the woman and woman, man and man, whatever. You know, it's it, it, there's either no matter which type of couple, you know, there could be the situation going on. One of them basically is unhappy because. You know, there's not enough stuff happening in their marriage, and the other one is basically content with how things are, doesn't want anything more, doesn't, you know, not into, you know, any kind of sexual activity anymore, just kind of, just content with where they are, you know? So, and sadly, I, I know we have, I know in one situation, um, this guy's been married probably about a few years less than we have, me and my wife have, and, you know, um, from what I hear, is always talking about, kind of, not, I wouldn't say complain, but kind of, you know, about not being happily married, that he wishes that things were happening more often, that he wishes his wife would just do such and such, and, uh, you know, but is unwilling to do anything about it. Like, he doesn't talk to her. They've talked a couple times, I hear. But for the most part, he's kind of like, you know, goes to work, does his thing, comes home, takes care of, takes care of a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that needs to be taken care of for her, but doesn't really get much, you know? And other people are constantly telling him, dude, like, if you're not happy, then you need to consider the idea, the possibility that you need to just walk away, like, they have no kids, so there's nothing really tidy to room down. And of course, he's afraid of being alone, though. So he, you know, isn't wanting to make that change because he's afraid he wouldn't be able to um, survive on his own. Like, that he would struggle to make it to be by himself and say, well, you know, it might be tough. Might be tough at first, but, you know, if you're not happy, then you're not happy, you know. But in other situations, um, you know, people that I know that have been married longer uh, and have been in a drought a lot longer, you know, people like that might not be happy either, you know, but they, you know, it's the same thing. They don't want to be, don't want to start over, don't want to be alone. Um, I know, <laughs> I told my friend Dell I was chatting with him last night, shout out to Dell. But I was telling him last night, I said, dude, I was like, if me and my wife ever got divorced, I was like, we've been married 15, 16, whatever years. I was like, at this point, I would totally not want to get married again because I wouldn't want to start over. Start over from the beginning. <laughs> Apologies, guys. Hit some bumps out here on the road that are making me make the, the seat out. <laughs> so, do you know how it is when they patch the roads? Like, they patch it, but it almost feels like it makes it worse anyway because you hit the patch and it's like, that's wild. The only time that I'll ever get over and kind of like hang on the left lane for a minute because I'll, I'll pass all those patches. And then I'll get back over once we get past them. You know, but. So, some, you know, sometimes in certain situations, it might be like, especially if you're not happy, unless you're willing to spend the rest of your life married to the same person and, you know, unhappy the whole time, you know, because you're, you know, because you're basically just like friends, 
you share the same bed, you happen to have a marriage license, a marriage certificate. And, uh, you know, but you're not happy in the relationship, but... And I hate to say it, okay, I'm gonna get back over. <laughs> I got back over the right lane and I'm hitting all the bumps on the- ah, okay, yeah, this hurts, I'm gonna get back over. Like, come on, dude, you guys can patch up the roads a little better than that. <laughs> I hear the, the, the little thumping in the background because it's uh, uh, that plastic piece on the windshield that's a part of the camera. And it's dangling because it won't stick to the windshield. And I've told the bosses about it. Oh, I'll take care of it. Okay. That was like a month ago. I haven't even worried about it since. I, I used to reach up there and constantly stick it back to the windshield. And of course, it would last like 20 minutes and fall off again. I finally just said, screw it, I'm not going to worry about it, I'll just let it dangle. Oh well, not my truck. <laughs> I'm just out here doing the route, get paid, so hey, it's all good. But, it's one of those things that sometimes, you know, you got to think, it's like one of the things that my buddy uh, Dale, or Dell, <laughs> Dale, <laughs> almost called him Dale, my buddy Dell said last night was, you know, the thing about life's too short, you know, that we should just, we, we should do whatever we have to do to be happy, you know. It's a very good point, you know. As if you're not happy in your marriage or whatever, it's, it's either stay there and continue to be miserable. And I've been there, guys. Like, things are good with my, things are good with my wife, but I was married, divorced once before, and my ex-wife, shout out to Lori. I, don't, I doubt she'd ever seen this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I loved her to death. Like I loved, you know, I was head over heels for her. She's like my high school sweetheart. And it was one of those things, guys, where we were really, we were pretty active. I wouldn't say really active, but we were pretty active, intimacy-wise before we got married and then we got married and it's like everything stops like we would do stuff every couple of months and she tried to use my faith against me you know she would i would of course express that i wanted her and she would uh what do you think jesus would say about that and i was like well we're married so i'm pretty sure jesus would be fine with me. <laughs> so i was like okay you know but we were married for five years, and like I was telling Dell last night, I was like, man, that was the longest five years of my life. Whereas, like, I've been married to my wife for six years, for 16, 17 years, something like that, probably, I think 16. And uh, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Like, time's, time's flown. You know how it is, like, when things are going really well, time goes by really fast, which kind of sucks at the same, the same time. Because it's like, for instance, you go to, like, in... You're going, let's say you go to your job or you go to school. Can anybody say, that, oh, time flew when we were in school? I'm sure, like, I know when I was in school, I kept looking at the clock every couple minutes. Like, Holy crap, it's within two minutes. Holy crap, it's within another four minutes. End of the day, like, wow, it was a long day. I'm working a job. I mean, it, it, time flies for me a little bit right now because I'm doing something I love to do. Like, I've always been a driver. I always love to, always love to drive. I always love to drive long distance. You know, it's like that doesn't take much effort for me at all it's easy to do whereas you know some people out there they can't like they can only drive a little bit and they have to stop every hour <laughs> my ex-wife's mother 
drove with her for, or I drove with her up to Nebraska at one point to move my stuff out of the dorm from the college at the university that I attended up there. 600 mile trip, and it took us to, it took it probably took us like 12 hours to do it, 12 or 13, because every hour she had to stop to, to, to pee pretty much. Can we stop? I gotta go to the bathroom. <sighs> we just stopped like 60 miles back. I know, but I gotta go again. <sighs> well, fuck, okay, you know. So yeah, we stopped, but it was like, you know, we're, we're like, we're never gonna get there this race. I'm sorry, I just don't have a very big bladder. Okay, you know. Just drink less while you're driving, while you're on the road then. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, with my, with my ex, like, we got married in Texas. Cause I followed her. I left college and I followed her basically to Texas. Not really followed, but, you know, rode with her, you know, in her car to Texas. And then we got married and we lived with our parents for a little bit. And then we got, uh, our own apartment and we you know we jumped around a couple different apartments for a few years probably like two or three years and then we randomly we wanted to take a take a little bit of a vacation so we did a little trip up to i don't even know i don't even remember why we decided to go to evansville but we went to evansville indiana to uh, basically get a hotel for like 10 days we got one of those suites that you could you have like a kitchenette in there where you could cook food. And then we went around and sightseed. We went sightseeing, kind of checked out the town or whatever. And decided to, hey, we really like this town. Let's move up here. So we did. You know, we went back to Texas. Um, I mean, for a well, before we went, we ended up finding a place, like an apartment complex that we liked. And, um, put in a deposit with them and then we went back to Texas my ex pretty much packed up in her car and went up first that kept working she went up to go get a, to try to find a job up here so I stayed for about a month and then I packed up and drove up too and we were up there for probably a year like a year or so a year and a half and uh we had friends that we do up in Cupcake, Montana. Don't know if they're still together, but shout out to Amber and Dan. They they offered for us to come stay with them, and they they had jobs for us. This little uh, dentist office that had been turned into a call center for a company called Audio Video Lab. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly where the actual boss was out of because he was out of another state. He had like one or two other locations, but basically we had our we brought our we had to use our computers and uh, I don't remember if we used headsets or not. I don't think we did. I think we I think we had landlines that we'd pick up and talk, you know, or have headsets connected to the landline. But uh, you know, I was customer service on one side of the the, the building, and she was tech support on the other side of the building and uh, you know by this point again like we hadn't really been active basically she wanted me when she wanted me and it wasn't very often and I better not say no to her because you know that did not go over very well case in point <laughs> I was telling Dell about this last night I was like dude 
one time I had, I think, pretty sure I had the flu. I wasn't throwing up, but it was the flu bug where you, your body hurts all over. And, uh, you know, you can barely, you can't even stand up. Like, you just, if you stand up, you're going to fall over. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well aware. I'm like, yeah, well. She came in and basically was like, I really want you. And I was like, I can't even, I can barely move. Like, I feel like crap. Like, my whole body hurts. She threatened to go sleep on the couch. I'm going to go sleep on the couch. <sighs> All right. So I was like, so I dug deep. And I managed to pull it off. You know, we managed to, to go at it and stuff. And, you know, I managed to get it done. And then afterwards, I collapsed back at my side of the bed. And felt, literally fell like silly asleep. Because I was like, obviously, it felt like crap. But... You know, made it happen. But I, I, you know, it was one of those where I couldn't believe it because I was sick and didn't feel up to it. That she was gonna threaten to go sleep on the couch because she didn't feel wanted. I'm like, I'm sick. Like, usually it was me begging her for stuff, but of course, the one time I couldn't do it because I was sick, she she basically threatened to sleep somewhere else. No, 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 come here, I'll make it happen. You know, let's let's go. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but. I think when we were in Cupmate, Montana, things had finally gotten to the point where I was looking. I was I was contemplating making a change, leaving you know leaving and doing something else because I was like obviously the problem was is not only were we not being intimate together, um, I was I was the one making the efforts. Like I would literally leave work, come over to her side of the building, give her a kiss goodbye, to see you and see you at home. And sometimes I would play date nights, like romantic dinner, candlelights, roses, whatever. Homemade, home-cooked meal. And I would let her know, hey, by the way, I'm just, I thought it'd be, you know, if you're up for, like, a romantic dinner, you know, a little date night, you know, I'll have it ready by 7.30. She'd go, okay, cool. I'd make dinner, and I'd be sitting there at the table, just, you know, have both our plates there, glass of wine, whatever. She would never show up. She would just stay at work, playing World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah, I got a little tongue tied there. World of Warcraft um, with the coworkers after work or whatever, and basically just never show back up at home. So I'd eat my eat my dinner. I drink both both glasses of wine. Continue, you know, put the leftovers away and basically go to bed. And uh, there were even times that for whatever reason she would come home and I'd be asleep. And instead of, you know, coming to our room, like, I'd wake up, she wouldn't even be there. And I was like, huh. And I would, I would kind of come out of the room and check one of the other rooms. She, one of the other spare rooms, she was basically just asleep in that room on the, the mattress on the floor or whatever. And I'm thinking, like, why are you not sleeping next to me? Like, hell, you know. Oh, I didn't want to wake you. Okay. And then it got to a point where... I just passed this truck, but like I see him in the side view mirror. The guy, it's getting dark, and the guy doesn't have headlights on. He's just driving down the road in the dark. I'm like, oh, hope you can see, man, because you're, you know. So, anyway, not all of us drivers out here are smart. <laughs> but, yeah, it's all good. But, at one point, we had, we had planned to go. To Seattle for like the previous year, like we it had been on the books for a year for us to go see my brother get married <laughs> to his now ex-wife. I mean, you know, 
what I, from what I heard, you know, he slept around on her. She basically didn't. There was no second chance. She basically just said, "Fuck you, I'm done," and left. I'm like, well, that's what happens. Most cases, anyway. Sometimes you get a second chance, but. But uh, the night before we were supposed to leave, all, you know, his my ex and my parents weren't exactly on the best terms. They just like. They didn't really open up to her. She didn't really feel like she was welcomed by them. And so the night before we're supposed to leave, we were going to be gone for like four days. You know, she came to me and basically crying, saying she didn't want to go. And I was like, "Are you serious? Like this has been a, like we've had this plan for like a year now." I know, but your parents hate me. I just don't want to go. Go by yourself, please. <sighs> I guess. So I went by myself, and at that point, I started like my I had um, I had family members, like relatives, like my uncle who is a retired lieutenant colonel, I think, in the army. Like, he was active at that point, but I think now he's retired. Um, so he was there, and I wasn't looking to go into the army, but I was asking him because I knew that I was looking at possibly the air force, even though I'd been anti going into the military for a while. Like, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Even though a military family, my parents were military. Both my brothers are military. And, uh, you know, I'm so, I had been against it up until that point. And so I started talking to him, asking him questions about the military and the GI Bill. And told him what was happening. I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I said, I'm just not happy where I'm at in life right now. And I'm not happy with my marriage. So I'm not thinking about divorce, but I'm thinking about leaving for a minute to go join the Air Force and start to get my life on track and that would be, be a better provider. You know, maybe a better life with the wife or whatever. But he, so he was answering all the questions. All right, cool. I think I'm, I was leaning towards it, but I hadn't fully decided. I drove all the way home. And uh, uh, when I got home, nobody was home. I'm texting the wife. I was like, I was like, hey, they love like where, where, like, where you at? Like, what's going on? Like, oh, I went out of, like, we, I went on a trip with Amber and Dan. I was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, so you wouldn't go with me to a family family event that we planned for a year, but as soon as I'm gone, you go on a trip with some friends. She's like, well, yeah. All right. I was like, well, then I was like. So I got off the phone with her, basically just hung up. And I was messaging my parents. I was like, Dad, I need to get out of here, but I feel off. I feel like I'm stuck. I was like, I don't have anybody to, to anywhere to go. I don't have any money to do anything. I was like, but I, I do want to join the Air Force, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. My dad was like, well, why don't you move in with us for a couple months, get shape, and then, you know, that way you can join the Air Force. And I said, yeah, but how the hell am I going to get to you guys, though? He's like, I'll send you a gift, a, uh, uh, gas card. I don't know. If, I think there's still a couple of them around. It's the Sinclair gas station that have the big green dinosaur out front. He he'd had a gas card for them for a long time, and uh, they had stations across the U.S. Whatever. I don't know if it's as big. It's like Texaco. I don't see Texaco as often anymore, but I, I know they're still around in certain locations. But. Like, I'll send you a gas car and I'll overnight it to you and then basically just let me know when you're on your way and, and I'll, I'll 
playing up. Uh, kind of like he kind of planned the route like the he's like you're gonna take this this highway they take this route because there's a lot more of the gas stations on that route and i'll pay for a hotel for you because it's like 1200 1300 or something it was 1500 miles something like that between you know their house and um and where, where i was coming from in uh come Bay, montana i was there hey that works so you overnight the gas card. I got it literally before, like, probably at least 24 hours before the uh, other half came back with her friends or whatever. And basically, she said, what are you doing? She saw me packing. I was like, I'm leaving. I was like, I'm going to go move in, with my, move in with my parents. I'm going to go join the Air Force. She's like, no, you're not. Like, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, watch me. Like, I don't know why you're trying to tell me you're not going. Like, what do you do? Time you up. So... The next day, I packed up my stuff. I went and got a, I went and got a, whatever I could fit in the bed of the truck out of our uh, storage little storage unit that we had up there, and I left. And I got, I got to Iowa, and I was literally the two nights at my parents' house, and I get a text from my. This is how this is how, like, uh, this is how bad you know things were with my ex. We were trying to do an online pet site at that point, one of those virtual pet sites where you, uh, where you, like, they're still around. Like, if you look up, like, neopets.com, uh, there's a couple other ones I can't think of now because I haven't looked for so long. Back in the days when we didn't have the, um, smartphones, but we had, you could get online with your computer, and so... Now I think the sites are converted, so you can actually do them on your phone now, which is kind of cool. But we had big plans to do our own site like that, and um, we already had hosting, and we had a lot of files that were uploaded and stuff like that. We we're working our way there, but we just needed programming. She texted me when I was literally uh, in my room, which is in the basement of uh, my parents' house, and was like, "Hey, do you have the password for the pet site or for the hosting?" I said, "Yeah, here it is." You know. Even to her, not thinking, thinking of it. And uh, next thing I know, I'm locked out. I'm blocked from the site. I'm, blo I'm locked out of the hosting platform, so I can't even log in. And I'm like messaging her, going, "What the fuck?" Well, I want a divorce. What? She was, "Yeah, you're emotionally abusive. How the hell am I emotionally abusive?" The funny thing was, I had looked up some of the things that she was like doing to me like previous months before I decided to leave and everything I had put in there, not even thinking emotional abuse, but I would put in the, the stuff, withholding this, ignoring you here, doing this, whatever, everything popped up. Those are signs of emotional abuse. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, I was like, you're like, I looked up the definition of emotional abuse and everything points to everything you've been doing to me. And she's like, well, doesn't matter, I want a divorce, you know. And I was like, well, wait a minute. When we got married, you said you don't believe in divorce. She goes, well, I don't believe in divorce unless, it, unless there's abuse. And I was like, okay, so it changed. So you're going to say, well, there's abuse, so I want a divorce. Okay. Okay. Sure. You know. I did, so I didn't fight her on it. You know. Um, ended up for the better anyway because of the fact, like I said, you know, wasn't happy there anyway and I was, I was in the process of making the change I wasn't thinking divorce I was thinking maybe she and I would work it out but she decided she was all she was anti-therapy anti-trying to work it out <laughs> to give you guys an example 
I'm, I was a big, still am a little bit, but like back in the online days, I had the chat programs like AOL and Messenger and stuff like that. ICQ, that was a big chat program I used. Uh, can't think of any other ones, but. So I was a big chatter online, and she at one point didn't want to talk in person. So she says, no, 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 you go to your computer, and I'll go to my computer, we'll talk that way. Okay, that's kind of stupid, but all right, sure. <laughs> so we got on the chat thing, and I'm messaging, like, this is how I feel, this is blah, 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 this is this, this is what's going on, this is, this is how this is, whatever. And she's saying, stop, stop, never mind, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, oh, oh, hell no, hell no, you open the door, this is... So, <laughs> so we're, we're chatting like that with her telling me basically shut up. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's a bad idea. So I'm like, okay, but she didn't want to talk in any way, shape, or form. Didn't want to go to counseling. Didn't want to do anything really. She wanted divorce, but she, you know, I learned very quickly when I was in Texas, um, going from basic training to tech school. She was reaching out to me asking for money, and I was like, because I had said something about like I put like 900 down on a to buy a laptop, and of course it was like, wow, like you have money to buy a laptop, so you should have money to send me, right? I was like, I was like, you don't need money for me. You're staying with your parents, and like your, you know, the family friend Brendan, who she grew up with in high school, and then like he's, he'd always been friends of ours while we were living in Texas and then he ended up being her her second husband he came up to Kenta Montana and basically helped her drive down to or move back to Texas and then they got married and from what I understood from what I heard because I haven't checked up for quite a few years from what I heard they got divorced and she's married to another guy so she's had her third husband as far as I know I haven't looked to see if that's changed she's at number four now but me I'm only at number two <laughs> but so you know while she's on the phone with me asking asking for money and I'm saying well is there any chance you and I would be able to, to talk and work this out she's like no I don't think so okay um, so thankfully you know when that marriage ended I had basically figured, I was like, I don't want to get into another marriage, I'm done, whatever, and then, then of course I met my wife, <laughs> and, you know, things changed, because I realized very quickly she was a lot different from my ex, and compared to my ex, actually really, you know, she wants me, you know, like she wants to do stuff with me, like, even 16 years later, there's still that, hey, I, you know, want to do date nights, want to come up, like, I want to Drag you upstairs, like okay, you know. So I have I have no issues with my current marriage. I mean, they, there's like I said in previous episodes, there've been things that have happened that she and I've had to work through, or whatever. But for all, all you know, for all intents and purposes, we're actually um, you know, we're happy. So it's one of those things, guys. Sometimes like it's either you got you got the choice, you got. Do I stay, even if you've been with a marriage like 20, 30 years, and you guys haven't had sex in like 25 years? I've always said that, but I don't understand, I really don't understand why uh, when, we're, when people are dating before marriage, that they might be really, really, really sexually active, and then they get married and it drops. I've always joked around saying, well, that's because, uh, if, let's say in the case if it's, if it's the wife, you know, that stops wanting to do stuff. 
I joked around with with Dell. I was like, well, just because at that point she's got you hooked. Like you're you're you signed the dotted line. You're married, so she knows that that it would be a process for you to leave her. And so she doesn't have to do stuff now, and that sucks. I I wish people, whether it's not just wives, but you know, spouses in general. You know, I wish it didn't go like that. Where as soon as somebody got married, the other person basically said, all right, cool. I don't need to do anything now. Because there's one thing I think, I'm not sure if it was Tony Robbins or what, but there's a quote I heard out there. They said, treat your marriage, you know, in your relationship, treat it like, you know, treat it like you did in the beginning and there will be no end. Because the problem is, like, a lot of couples, they don't get married and over time they just, either, they might still do day nights, but, you know, not being intimate together and... You know, it just be basically becoming, you know, uh, one person depending on, you know, that person depending on the other person because they might be the breadwinner or something. But not, but you know, in wanting them to still fulfill all their duties, like, what, have the bet, have the really good job, and be able to pay the majority of the bills and whatever, and then, but still, but then basically not figure that they should do anything themselves. You know, because they're married. They're, you know, he's my husband. He's not. He's not going to go anywhere. And again, I'm not saying it's all, all. You know, wives not doing something. I know there's probably relationships out there where, you know, they get married and the husband loses interest. You know, I'm just saying that in general, it's one of those things. Like if you're married 20 or 30 years, and you haven't had sex close almost the entire time you know like say you're doing stuff a lot every week and then you get married and then it goes to once a week and then it goes to once a month and then you're having sex every six months and then it's been years you know and you just you're, you're depressed because basically you want to do more but you just can't you know can't get your spouse to, to actually want to do stuff you know so one of those things like we decide to stay because we're, we're committed to them, so we're going to just, you know, until death do his part, stay there. Or, do we decide to be happy? You know, because that was the thing that I was actually, uh, that's, here's the thing, like, and I was telling Del this last night, I said, you know, when I was with my ex, I was like, there were times that I really, I actually wanted to cheat because it had been that long between us doing something. I thought, you know what, the only way I'm, I'm going to actually get any action at all is if I go somewhere else. But yet I didn't. I never once cheated on her. I never once even, you know, gave it too much serious thought. Like, I might have thought about it, but then I was like, yeah, no. I was like, I you know, care about her. She's alive. I don't want to destroy my marriage. That's why I stayed. I kept basically just trying to take care of her. She basically wanted too many times the spouse wants the other spouse to work really hard and take care of them. They don't want to give in and, and give things that, they, that the other spouse needs as well, but they want that spouse to take care of them. It's not really fair, you know, because your part, really what it is is your partners. So you guys both should be helping each other out, you know. It's like, and for anybody religious out there, I know, I know it says in there like, wives spit your husbands and husbands spit your wives. And that's in all areas, like, wife help with the husband with his needs and the husband help with the wife with her needs, you know, and 
versus like just being married and one person financially taking care of everything, the majority of things, and the other person maybe you know doing stuff, but it being pretty one sided. Like with my my ex, it was really one sided. I was the one basically taking care of everything, trying to help her out, trying to give her what she needed, but basically I wasn't getting anything in return. Is that basically like gaslit? You know, like, oh, you want me? Well, what do you think Jesus would feel about that? Oh, okay, really? You're going to use my religion against me? Okay, you know, or my faith? All right. So, sometimes you got to think about it, guys. Sometimes you got to decide. You got to make that hard decision. I'm not advocating for, I'm not necessarily saying, everybody get divorced. I'm just saying, if you're not happy, it, it makes more sense to make a change, to, to take that risk. Go be by yourself for a little bit. Probably meet, you might end up meeting somebody that actually you're a lot happier with. And it's a short life, guys. We're not here long enough. They're not that long. And we really, you know, we deserve to be happy. Like, I, I, would, it was, I would have hated to be in it. Um, end up being one of those couples like stayed with my ex-wife for probably 20, 30, 40 years and yet basically like well the last time we had sex was probably back in like 2000, the early 2000s and you know by that point it's like 2040, 2050 and I'm like yeah she closed that shop 40 or 50 years back guys <laughs> so Gotta be happy. You gotta do what we have to do to be happy, guys. You know, so not saying leave your spouses again, but or, or rather again, not saying leave your spouses. But I'm just saying that if you if you're not in a happy marriage, you know, obviously both neither of you want to want to do anything. But that's one. That's you know, that's one thing. You know, but if one of you is unhappy because there's not that much action in your marriage, and the other one is content to not have action in marriage, you gotta do something. You know. At least try to talk about it with them. Try to see if they're willing to, you know, to work with you, whatever. They might not just, they just might not be interested into sex, you know, sex in general. But I read something online. I don't know where it was from exactly, but some, somewhere somebody had said, I was like a therapist, I think, that recommended, or like a sex therapist recommended, um, go home and have, like, go home and have sex with your spouse every day for at least two weeks. You know, do at least for two weeks. And, and then they come back in and they see the therapist again. And the therapist asks them because basically from what it, from what she said, the majority, the majority of the time when she had couples do this, they were willing to go home and, okay, we'll go home and, you know, we'll, we'll do it. The more they, the more they ended up having sexual activity between them, they started feeling closer together feeling more of a connection more of a bond and then after two weeks they actually were they weren't it wasn't having to be like okay let's do this it was hey we want to do this because i've always said i've always heard the uh, other saying too that that even if this is like the people say i'm just not loving them anymore i've always heard if you do the actions feelings will follow so if both spouses are actually willing to commit and make the effort and stuff to try to connect and try to make things better, then they could actually rekindle their marriage and make things better. But a lot of cases, the 
one that's not one he's really interested in doing stuff, just isn't interested in doing stuff. Like she doesn't, she or he doesn't want to do anything. They don't feel that they feel like they're fine. You know, I just don't want to do it. In that case, guys, you gotta you gotta decide. Okay, well, am I happy here? Am I okay with staying in this current life like this? Or should I try to leave and try to try to pursue happiness? You know. So. We gotta dig deep, guys. We gotta gotta look down and decide what what we want out of life, and like what, how we want our life to look. And, you know, if we don't like the idea of staying where we're at, being another 20 or 30 years with the same person, and basically still being miserable because it's been the same the entire time, then it might be worth make, taking that leap of faith and going out and being single and basically just you know doing what you gotta do. You know, so. But anyway, guys, I think that's gonna be all the time that we have for today. Uh, I think we're pretty, I think, I think we did pretty good for the topic or whatever. But feel free to drop me an email, certain at um, uh, want to show podcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's any specific topics you want to talk about. I keep thinking I want to talk about. I want to go to the topic about shipwrecks. Or something similar, something like that. You know, haunted locations, whatever. But I think what I'll probably do, if I do that, is I'll, I'd probably record them on my days off when I'm home. So that way I can have a bunch of material already, like, like notes taken and stuff like that, so I can give you guys some quality, like a quality episode. You know, not just out here talking about what I know about certain shipwrecks and not really having all the details in front of me, you know. But anyway guys hope you guys are doing well uh keep being positive keep having faith keep believing uh remember guys you know, believe think you can think you can't or or believe you can believe you will and you're already halfway there um we only fail if we quit give up and walk away so continue pushing forward no matter what i'm all about moving forward guys no matter how hard it is no matter how tough things get no matter how low you feel just keep moving forward Get up every day, do what you gotta do, work your, your work week, go home and enjoy your, your week, your, your days off, and do whatever self-care you can, and by self-care, I mean anything that really makes you feel good, if it makes you, actually make, helps your mental state, helps your mental health, like for me, it's sometimes good food, sometimes, every week, it's my adult beverages on my days off chilling out watching Netflix hanging out with the kiddo and the wife and, you know just chilling out and then of course my uh, work day comes up or work week starts again I get up I come out here do what I gotta do in my five days go back home do it all you know enjoy my weekend do it all over again you know but whether it's Netflix or whether it's having a few drinks on your days off or if it's like watching a certain show during the week like if you're into like wrestling or something and that actually makes you feel a little bit more upbeat mentally or whatever then do it you know sometimes for me it's pulling off you know like i'll just randomly pull off at an exit for one of these uh, truck stops because i know that they have really good slushies and so i'll pull off and i'll get the 18 dollar bag of beef jerky and i'll get I'll get a uh, extra large slushy because even though yeah they're not necessarily great for you they make you feel good 
know, they, they lift me up. So for me, that's mental health, or that's a self-care right there. You know, do what you gotta do. You know, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, and if you're not happy where you are, then, make, then, then don't be afraid to make a change. It's okay, guys. You know, we don't have to stay in a situation where we're not happy. So anyway, uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And, uh, you know, feel free to like and follow. And I will see you guys on episode 30. Have a good one.